You're listening to the Health Coach Nation podcast. My name is Haley Rowe, and I'm a business coach for online health coaches who want to attract their ideal clients, stop feeling defeated by their never-ending to-do list, balance a healthy lifestyle with their growing business, and stop overanalyzing what everybody thinks of them so that they can confidently own their message and online presence. On this podcast, we dive deep into health information you can share with your clients, business strategy tips, and more. Let's get to it. Super excited about today's episode, and I want to let you know that you can win a copy of my 2020 sales tracker, normally available only for clients. If you want to track your revenue, track your conversion rate, track your discovery calls in 2020, how do you win? Simply leave a written podcast review on the Health Coach Nation podcast on iTunes and take a screenshot of your review. Email it to info at HaleyRow.com with the subject line podcast review, and I will send you your sales tracker. Now, my email is info at Haley, H-A-I-L-E-Y, row, R-O-W-E dot com, and I cannot wait to reward you for leaving a podcast review with my 2020 sales tracker. All right, let's get into the episode. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to my live broadcast and podcast episode today with Ashley Koff. And I hope I'm saying your name right. If I'm not, you can correct me. Um, and she is from the Better Nutrition Program. And I'm going to let Ashley tell you all about herself and her background in wellness because this episode is going to be really good for all my health and wellness professionals or life coaches out there who feel like, I want to coach. I want to be really good at coaching, but my mindset's not there or I don't know how to change my client's mindset. Um, I need more tools to help me help my clients, that kind of thing. So Ashley, I'll let you jump in and give your background and we'll go from there. Awesome. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. So whether you're catching us live or listening later, um, thank you for your time and your commitment to helping other people. Because long before, so I've been a dietitian now for a little over 20 years, a dietitian who loves health coaches and works very closely with health coaches and life coaches. Um, but long before that, I was a desperately struggling individual. Um, and I wish that I had found people that could help me better. So um, thank you to all of you for jumping in on that space. Um, growing up and from Ohio, I wanted to be a, uh, I actually wanted to be a person. Her name was Angela Bauer. She was on Who's the Boss? Um, she was tall, blonde, skinny, and went and worked in advertising and came home to hunky Tony Danza. So I think I probably never looked in a mirror, but um, I did go off and work in advertising and I sold uh, sugared cereals to America and hair color and uh, De Beers diamonds and some of these other things. Um, but all along the way, I was totally missing that I had um, crippling uh, digestive issues that were playing out in a belly. I always thought I was fat. I thought like whatever diet I went on, you know, anything um, just didn't work because I had this belly. But I also, by the time I was in my 20s, had just crippling anxiety and literally did not sleep through the night unless I had a friend stay over uh, with me, afraid of the dark, etc. And nobody was ever putting those things together. They wouldn't. They weren't putting it together with me being on birth control. They weren't putting it together with my having been on, you know, antibiotics my whole childhood. You know, all of these different things. So, um, it is by total coincidence, synchronicity, etc., that I became a dietitian um, after some really bad efforts to trying to heal myself. Some really good ones too, um, but. Uh, the worst of which was a seven-day goat's milk-only cleanse. Don't recommend it. Um, yeah, it was really bad. Um, and, uh, you know, after that, I was like, forget it. Nothing's going to work for me. And I ended up meeting an integrative gastroenterologist who actually said to me, um, she first just asked me a lot of questions about myself. Um, and at that point, I was vegan, um, eating mostly actually really nothing. Like, I'd given up broccoli. I'd given up, like, all these different things. And why do I share all of this? Because the people that you're going to meet, maybe you yourself are like me, we've been there. We have been so desperado that seven days of 40 ounces of goat's milk sounded like something that was smart to do or worth trying at least, right? Um, and so from there, I actually got better. Um, she told me it had nothing to do with what I was eating. It had to do with the fact that my digestive system didn't have what it needed. 
And she coached me through including those things in my diet and how to bring those in. So I point that out because um, if a practitioner is not a coach, they are not going to help their patients uh, get better. Uh, you have to, it's not about having the right answers. It's about figuring it out um, with them, figuring out what their body needs, and then figuring out how to help them get that in and make that choice more often. You guys all know that. That's why you're doing what you're doing. Um, and why I'm doing what I'm doing is uh, after 20 years uh, as dietitian, very successful. I had a practice for 15 years in Los Angeles. Um, most A-list actors at the time, you know, I've seen them. I've worked with on entertainment studios. I made over craft services. I was on four reality TV shows. I was the featured, uh, you know, Hollywood dietitian in InStyle's coveted December magazine. Got to do all this great stuff. And then I kept coming back to if like people get better when they're working with me, but why are we not getting better as a country? Um, so I, I fled LA um, for DC in the last administration. And uh, through my work there was like, okay, I'm gonna do it. And I realized, yeah, politics, I'm not gonna do it. Like it's not gonna work out there. Um, but I came back to one important thing. And that is that um, just like if you're trying to get an Uber or a Lyft, uh, you have to turn on your location settings. We're not doing a very good job of helping uh, individuals turn on their location settings. We're throwing a lot of answers at them. Um, Beth's paths, like this is the way you should go. Here, to try keto. Here, you know, remove these things. Here, add these things. Um, but we actually have to assess where we are today, uh, know if their digestion is working or not, because it may not have anything to do with their food, you know, that kind of thing. So the Better Nutrition Program um, is a program for practitioners where we have we offer um, total nutrition assessment tools. We are the first ones. I created them because they don't exist out there uh, to assess total nutrition, looking at food, supplements, skincare, et cetera, to help you get a really clear picture of what's going on with your client and then figure out how to move forward. And assessment is within everyone's scope of practice. So this makes it really easy, less awkward for your clients. Maybe they don't want to tell you they are or aren't doing something or maybe they forgot. And then you have all that great info and you can move forward from it. And so we also do you know, programs and other things. And my favorite part is getting to collaborate with practitioners like you to say, hey, we've got these clients that are coming to us. Do you want to work with them? They um, want to use better nutrition tools and work with somebody. And I don't see clients anymore. So it's great to be able to refer people. So that's a long way to where who Ashley Coffard is and the Better Nutrition Program. Wow, very cool. I'm glad that you um, went through your whole journey because now there's so much we can unpack from that. Um, but it's so true. The more information we have about our clients, the more we're able to help them. And if they're not being honest or if they feel weird about saying something or it's not a standard procedure for them to share with us the kinds of things that they need to be sharing with us and we don't have any structured you know, things to help them do that, it can be really hard to help them the best you possibly can. And the special thing about working with a coach or a practitioner is that they're able to customize things. They're able to see what you've been doing. And when you're reading magazines or watching TV shows or whatever about health, that's not what you're going to get. So I love that you started something to help practitioners and coaches in the wellness world better serve their clients because at the end of the day, what gets you the most business and what's going to allow you to sustain your business is having happy clients, getting them the results that they want and helping them become your biggest fans and, and, and rave about you and share what you do with, with others because you change their life so much. So when it comes to helping your clients better and dealing with maybe some of the the desperateness or the the dogmas and things like that because i'm sure when you work with practitioners they all have clients who come in and just say i just want to nail keto or i just want to lose my muffin top and tone up my abs and that's all i care about i don't care about my arms i don't care about my but there's this missing information <laughs> that like well, maybe keto's not right for you. Or, well, you have to lose overall body fat to be able to tone your abs. Like there's, there's just this lots of misinformation out there. So what would you tell a coach listening to this who feels like my client's coming to me? She wants one thing. I know I can get it, like help her do it, but I think she either isn't going to stick to it or she has an all or nothing mindset or I don't know how to help her with her mindset and compliance. 
Yeah. And a part of it is comes from confidence. You know, I was talking, I've done this for a long time and, you know, confidence doesn't come from knowing the right answer ever. Um, confidence comes when we're successful. So it's one success that, that makes us feel like, oh, I can have another success or I'm willing to try something to see if I can be successful. And so one of the things that, especially if you're newer and starting out or if a client um, doesn't have confidence in themselves, uh, we've got to dive into that. And we've got to really shift the mindset from a failure mindset or a nervousness to a success mindset, because it is just impossible to move forward without being in that success mindset. Um, or said differently, we may move forward, but we won't stick with it and, and keep going. So a uh, couple of things. Um, the first one is I'm a big believer in breathing or laughing. So I actually love on my intake form, I ask my clients what makes them laugh. It gives me really good insight into how I can like break them out of the tension that I physically will see in their body when they come in and they're explaining why um, or that they want those abs to look a certain way. The other one that I do and I joke, I call it, I'm like the, the kid at the front row, like the third grader or whatever. And I'm like, but why? Or the three-year-old, but why? But why? But why? But I take them through my but why game. And I'm like, we literally won't stop probably till one of us is in tears, but we're going to figure it out. And so one of those things is, but why do I want my abs to look that way? But why do I want my abs to look that way? But why do I want and we keep going a little bit further. Um, I learned this actually, you know, I learned a lot in that advertising. So, you know, in Clairol, I learned or when I was doing the hair color advertising, I learned that a woman wanted her hair to be a certain color because she had had three failed marriages and she had this new boyfriend and he really liked redheads and she was blonde, you know. And then it was like, but why? Like as we dove in and, you know, I didn't at the time, like how horrific, like that's what we were capturing to then advertise to you. But we're so in this space, it's actually what we really need because we want to figure out what's going to help you, what's either keeping you from making behavior change or what's going to help you. One of the other greatest ways, so in figuring that part out, um, what I would highly recommend is doing the but why um, and dialing in. And then also, um, it's a roadmap. If you know that you can get them somewhere, like if you sit, like if even if it's like, I have to do this, this and this and this, but I'm going to be able to get you there. Um, that's what you, you share, you share with them that that's that destination point. But how do I get you from A to better? Well, we've got to build a roadmap. And along that roadmap, we're going to be, you know, if you're, if there's no traffic, there are no speed bumps, there's no construction going on, there's nothing that, you know, you're able to keep up the speed, like all of that stuff, we might get you there in exactly the time and at the pace that we think. But, you know, as soon as something else gets thrown, um, it might turn out with what's going on in your lifestyle that we need to just agree that we're going to take the scenic route right now. We're going to get you there, but maybe we need to slow things down because you got a lot of other things going on in your life that are faster. So I think setting the roadmap and working out that roadmap is absolutely essential. It's actually one of the reasons I always start with assessment is because it will help me. So, for example, you mentioned you might need to lose belly fat if you want to have these like rock star abs. Well, I promise you, if your digestion isn't working better, none of that's going to be there. So in my assessment, the first assessment I'm going to do, it's almost always the first assessment I do is our digestive evaluation to see what's going on you know if you're not pooping chances are like your abs like are not getting there like stuff is not going where it's supposed to or maybe it's going in the wrong direction or you know maybe you've got bloating and gas like if this stuff's going on i've got to fix that part first um maybe you're exhausted maybe you're waking up every day so our journal in that i have people do every day um it starts off with what time are you waking up and how do you feel well if you feel exhausted there's a pretty good bet that your whole day you're going to be turning for either stimulants like sugar caffeine or whatever or have a harder time motivating to go to the gym or to do the work. So I actually may need to work on your sleep before I can even work on telling you that breakfast should be a better balance of carbohydrate and protein and maybe you need two coffees instead of four coffees, right? So I think you'll learn a lot when you start off, you know, on that assessment piece and really can hone in on, you know, what somebody needs. And I also think it's really important for you too. So I recommend when people are working with me, I'm like, I am going to give you one of the biggest gifts um, in exchange for you working with me. And that is that I'm going to put you on an info fast. And the information fast we're specifically going to be on is any nutrition, any additional nutrition information. Now, if you see something and you want to say something, then say it to me and I'll tell you if it's relevant or I'll give you a filter. But I'm not having you Google. I'm not having you ask your friends. I'm not having you take in information. It's coming in everywhere. I want us to just take a time away from trying to think about, but what else or how, you know, what, what's, is there another way or, you know, or those kinds of things. And I find just that pressure, that elimination, um, you know, removing that can be really helpful as well.
Yes, that's some great tips to start with. If you aren't already having an assessment and um, the but why thing, that's so huge. Going to um, discovery calls and also working with clients, the why piece is important in both aspects, meaning it's important in our marketing. Just like you said, when you were in advertising, you had to know the answer about why they wanted what they wanted. But it's also once you're working with the client to understand what motivates them and why they're doing this um, and get to the bottom of it. Because sometimes we think we want something. And then when we hear ourselves say why, we're like either it's not as strong or it gets stronger. And so then, you know, if you're on the right track or not. So um, part of what I teach in my coaching program with my clients when it comes to actually booking clients is on our discovery calls we always want to uncover the emotional reasons why do they want this and is this important to them and keep asking why because usually the first couple of times they're not going to tell you the exact answer um and what's really driving them so i like the tip about but why i actually have never heard anybody say ask your clients on their assessment form what makes them laugh that is really good too because um I just never thought of that, but I think you're so right. If you're in a, a vulnerable position with a coach or somebody who's helping you with some personal habits you're not maybe proud of, it is a nice thing to know about your clients. And then the last thing when you said the info fast, that is so important. I agree with you 100% that if you're going to do a program or a course and you want to make the most out of it, give yourself the gift of just focusing on that one thing and you're going to get so much more out of it. Um, so when it comes to uh, client compliance, you kind of shared some tips to help them to, to help you as a coach feel more confident so you can serve the client. Um, what if you feel like your client isn't opening up to you maybe. Maybe they're they're taking this assessment and they're not really taking it seriously or maybe it's halfway through the program and they're starting to drop off. What would you say are some tips to help kind of get somebody to recommit and reset or um, open up a little more? Yeah, I love this question. And I will tell you, it definitely took me at least five years. It may have taken me longer and it still doesn't get any easier. Um, but I am so comfortable letting go of clients um, because uh, if you are not connecting with them, one, it may be you. So I have actually had clients like like they want to just stay working with me. And I'm like, but we're not getting anywhere. Like I am in it to win it. And I will I will go to the end of the earth to figure it out. But if I'm not getting you where you need to be, what I'm going to do, my great gift that I can offer you is find the person that's going to be better for you. What that has done for me like to an epic level is brought me in business because I refer to other people. So I get the calls all the time from other dietitians or like, we'll be out somewhere. Um, and they're like, Oh, you're the one that like helped me, you know, Oh, I have this client from you or I, you know, that kind of thing. It's like, yeah, like I do that even with media. Like if it's not a segment I want to do, I'm going to refer someone else. Right. So, um, I think one of the first things is say goodbye, like break up. Um, because if it's really not working and they're falling off a program, um, that may be the case. Now, one of the things that, that I build into my programs, um, and when I say programs, it's my individual programs or my online programs where I'm doing group or an in-person where I'm doing group. But I always build in a lot of homework. Like, so I'm just a big, like, I want feedback. And I will tell them the only time I'm ever going to be angry about with you is if you are frustrated and I don't know about it. Because, like, how am I supposed to help you? I don't want to be the person, like, I'm not your parent. Don't come to me always when things are going well. Like, come to me when stuff is, like, not going well and let's talk about it because that's my special sauce. Like, I help you make better choices, right? So I think on that part, it is reaffirming that piece. And I do, um, whether I will send them a guide in the week saying like, hey, remember how, you know, last time we were talking about alkaline forming foods, I hope that's going well, you know, we're trying to hit that 60-40 for you this week. Um, here's a guide just as a refresher. Or, you know, I might share with them, hey, you know, it's been about four weeks since we took the digestive evaluation. I'm not expecting you to be better, but let's take it again and just see like kind of what's going on. People love quizzes. Like that's pretty easy, you know, to try something different um, and maybe come at it from a different angle. Uh, you can usually tell if somebody is like in their own pain cave about something or if it's not working, um, then like instead of thinking like in our head, well, it's not working because you're not doing it. Um, 
I would actually think in your head, like, okay, it is actually not working. So let's just say this isn't working. So I kind of need to start over with you, or I need to understand more specifically what isn't working. I had a client to me once be like, just so frustrated. And when I finally broke through to her, I was, I was like, what is going on? She's like, well, I'm just like, I've all these recipes that, you know, we came in and it's like, we have these recipes and these other things and whatever. And I said, okay. And I said, are you not cooking? And she said, well, my kitchen is under construction. So we don't have any, I was like, whoa, stop. I'm like, first of all, that might be the most frustrating thing in the entire world. Like forget about any, like just have construction people in your house and you know, all this other stuff. I was like, why don't you tell me? Like, let's order you food. Let's find the places for you to go out. I'm like, you know what? They had no issue with money. I said, you know what? This is a time like to celebrate yourself. Like, just forget about the kitchen. You'll get back in there, you know, and it was this whole other shift. But then we had to do a lot of work on, she had a lot of things that we were trying to balance. And so it was like, what choices can you make when you're, when you're eating out? And how do we balance alcohol when you're eating out? It's easier to not drink when you're at home. You know, some of those things. So I think situational assessment is really important to figure out, you know, where somebody is at. And one of the other triggers that I found is not having shared communication. And this is such a big win for you guys and gals, not having shared communication between all of the different people that are the voices in the head for your client. Now, the reason this is such an opportunity is if they go to the doctor and the doctor says something different or maybe even like kind of discredits what you're doing is like, eh, not so much. Or they go to the trainer and the trainer says, well, like I see, you know, OK, it's good that you're working with that person, but blah, blah, blah. Um, or if they go, you know, go to their therapist and the therapist is talking about something else and is like, you know what, maybe you have too much on your plate right now. Why are you working on your weight right now? Why don't you, you know? So instead, what I encourage you to do is be the quarterback, call the plays. And the way that you do that is every time I get a digest, a patient, a digestive evaluation, et cetera, I ask them, would you be comfortable giving me the email or the fax number for anyone who's participating in your care? I don't know if anyone's doing this for you right now, but I would love to quarterback your care. I'm not going to change anything, but I feel like you'll get such better care if everybody knows what I'm doing and I can also connect on what they're doing. And that way, and oh, by the way, I just got five practitioners that I can reach out to, not like, hey, I want to tell you about my business. I can reach out and say, hey, Sarah Jane is seeing me for this. The first thing that I've done, this is what I'm working on. Do you have any insights or is there anything? Or as you go through this, if you notice this, please connect with me. Again, game changer in terms of getting other clients. Yes, that I had a little delay with my mute button, but that is such a good idea. I haven't not. I mean, that's brilliant because when you are able to make everything easier for the client and they're not hearing just like the info fast where we said you don't want information from all these different things and all these different things you have to do. You want everybody kind of with the same goal in mind, like a team and they're all here to support you. So I love the communication with their other experts in their life. And that's also brilliant from a business perspective, because what if they have other clients in the future who want help with what you do and knowing that you guys can work together as a team and really make that client feel nurtured is amazing. So that is amazing. And then the other thing that you said about having the check-ins, making it a little bit fun, um, doing it in a different way. If it didn't work the first time, that's so important. I always say, if you can't get in the front door, try the side door. If you can't try the side door, go to the back door, try a window, <laughs> like whatever it takes to maybe have them open their mind to something new or get back in the game. Um, give it a shot. So I love that. And when it comes to having clients, um, who let's, okay. So when you said break up with clients, I know I'm going to have listeners say, well, I'm not even getting enough clients, so I need to keep my clients that I have. So from your perspective, as somebody who has been in this nutrition world for so long and you've been doing it full time and you were um, with PR, you know, on shows and in magazines and all of that, what advice would you give someone who's just starting out and they really want to build their their PR and their business so that they can have lots of clients coming to them and they don't have to worry about breaking up with somebody who's a wrong fit? Yeah. And as I said, like I used to cry like in my like hands, like if, if somebody uh, canceled on me and then I'd be like, I'm not a quitter. I'm going to win, you know, and I would do like 37 marketing things that I could come up with in that hour and go out and do all of it. You know, it does really just take time. So the first thing that I would say is it does 
the mo the best marketing for you are successful clients that is above it like so so go to the ends of the earth for a client with appropriate boundaries as we were just talking about so reminder breaking up with a client that is not working that's not going to be that of that better option for you and for them is actually opening the door to other clients and i promise you that and i would have never believed it i get it i totally get that part um, the other piece is I think, you know, it can be very lonely. Um, I don't think I know it from total experience. Um, I was working six days a week, you know, with my own patients all through the day. You know, I had two different offices because in L.A., like I had one in Santa Monica and one in Beverly Hills because people won't drive like they're just like you're either in my community or not, you know, that kind of thing. And I remember just being like alone all the time. And so one of my uh -oh, favorite we things, Ashley, so I'm going to oh. see. Are you there? I'm here. All right. I see you. Perfect. I can hear you now. Okay. All right. Perfect. Good. Okay. Well, anyways, you were saying you had two different offices, Santa Monica, about yeah. people wouldn't even drive. I have, I have the same thing. Yeah. I was a naturopath out there and she had two offices like within 15 to 20 minutes of each yeah, other. You're like, you anyway. it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. But you know, what we can be is lonely. And what I realized, it's one of the reasons I run our Facebook group for providers. It's one of the reasons I love, like you'll see me popping in and just commenting. Cause I'm like, you know what? If you're just thinking about something and you're here, I just want you to know you're not alone. Even if I don't have any advice that's gonna help you, I wanna just be in that space of you're not alone. And so I think one of the other things is having somebody that you can talk to about a client, don't break HIPAA confidence or compliance, but. Uh, talk to them. I actually had my therapist for a long time because I didn't have anyone else I could talk to. So I was using a therapist to talk to them about my cases. Um, and we would talk about like, hey, like, I think you've reached a point where you actually can't help this person. So let's now think about what's going to be the win for you and for them. Right. And I think that's when you look at it that way, like, I think we always look at like, as I was talking about, our clients have to be successful, like they have to win. Right. But at the end of the day, like we have to win too and our businesses have to win. And so I think that that's that piece of just of turning around and saying, you know, and what you'll find is over the years, you'll notice as clients are coming in, like I'm able to now like see very quickly, like that's like I have, I can remember the name. I'm like, that is a Jane. I was like, I am not taking that Jane, you know, like I can't do it. She doesn't, you know, my humor doesn't work with her. Like, you know, any of these things, right? And so then it's so, it becomes easier to uh, let go of those. But I think part of that is also um, trying, and I do a lot of reset work for myself. Um, so I chunk out my business. When am I working on marketing? When I'm like, when I am working with clients and on a day when I am working like with clients, um, I'm not doing a lot of my marketing stuff because marketing mind is very much about like, hey, let me share, you know, all these like excite, like different ways that I'm gonna try to bring in business, right? patient mindset, client mindset is very much about like, I am like my geeky problem solver where I want to dive in there and I want my heart totally open. And sometimes my marketing work, it kind of closes my heart a bit because I'm frustrated or I see somebody else doing it or, I, you know, any of those things. So I'm not on social media on client days. I'm not doing so. I think a bit of it is finding what works for you with your um, personal energy on that part. And then I think the other big one, which will work for you and for your clients, is picking something that you know you're good at consistently. So I had a client one day who literally, we could not, she's like, there's nothing. Like, I can't, and I was like, are you a good mom? She's like, probably not most days. Like, I mean, literally it was like, you know, and I love this woman. So we got down to, she brushes her teeth. Like she does, she brushes her teeth every day. And I said, you know what, it's amazing for you. Your oral health is so important for, you know, uh, your microbiome starts there, you know, digestion, like all this other stuff. And I was like, so why do you brush your teeth every day? And we then we went, but why, but why, right? And so we started with what makes her, number one, letting her feel successful about brushing her teeth. And then she tried with me. She's like, yeah, but I only get in like, I might drink a little water. I was like, that's great. She's like, yeah, but I'm not getting any glasses. I said, no, no drinking water is better than not drinking water. Like, you know, here's how we're reframing things. So we're able to pick those pieces and then use them to say like, okay, the same, some of the same motivation for brushing your teeth, we can apply to the motivation of having apples. Literally, we got to that. Like it was like, so let's eat apples, right? Instead of she was having candy and some of this other stuff. And I'm not against candy, but it was a good upgrade, right? 
So for us as practitioners also, I think sometimes we have to find our brushing our teeth. Like what is the thing that, you know what, what's that success? What's that thing that we're doing pretty regularly that is working and kind of calm the noise of all that other stuff. And that's going to remind us that our business doesn't live and die based on have keeping one client or breaking up with one client. Even if it's a financial thing, I'd rather you go work at Starbucks for a little bit and get the healthcare, like honestly on, on that part, than fight a client that's not a good fit for you. That's really strong. That's a good message. And I think picking something, doing what works is really what it comes down to. But if you don't know what works yet, that's what the Health Coach Nation Facebook group is for. We help you find different ways to find your clients, book your clients, market yourself online. But um, going back to what you were saying about do what works. I was just talking to a client last week and we were saying, well, well how did you get your last client? Like, where did that come from? And then she was like, oh, it came from this event. It got a huge response. I got X, Y, Z from it, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, why are you not doing more of those? <laughs> like, let's double down on that. And um, everybody's strengths are different. Like, she is very outgoing. She's really good at speaking. She provided urgency in her presentation. She gave a goodie bag. Like, she was on it. And somebody else might be better when it comes to maybe being a podcast guest where you just hear their voice and maybe they're a little more nervous or speaking, whatever. So um, that's a really good point. And when it comes to, to me, your theme is just do a freaking good job at what you do. And eventually it'll take off, but you have to be patient and you have to not compare yourself and you have to not get distracted by all the things you could be doing because that in and of itself is a talent. When we're being bombarded saying that we need to be on Pinterest, on Instagram, on Facebook, on LinkedIn, all at the same time and be on podcasts and have a, you know, referral program and blah, blah, blah. It can get really overwhelming and you don't end up doing anything for your business and you just crumble. So you were saying protect your energy and maybe even in your week batch the days you're going to be doing your marketing stuff and versus the days you're going to be coaching, which is super helpful for our listeners. So thank you for sharing that. My question for you having to do with marketing is what, when you were doing your new working with clients as a nutritionist, and even now it could apply to now too, what has been your biggest uh, habit or strategy that has gotten you the most clients, maybe in addition to or aside from referrals? Um, yeah, and I will say so much has changed. I feel so lucky. Um, it's, just, it's probably just unfair to say it to everybody, but I, I do feel really lucky that there was no social media when I was starting out my, uh, career because, um, yeah, like it can be easier to quote unquote be seen, but, um, I'm already distracted by so many shiny objects that at that point in time, I would have been like, whoa, you know, this is, this is so much. So I have to forcefully like, you know, close, close that part out. So um, clients um, literally have always poured in for me from referrals from healthcare practitioners. Um, so like it's I'm going to sound like a broken record. Be really good at what you do. Um, and I've been like, I'm really good at what I do. And I've been really good for a long time. But I have also been horrible. I remember I had a client where she was like, we didn't find out. She was 87 years old, like superstar, like, oh, my God, this woman. Um, and she was, she had all these caregivers, everything. I went over to her house to see her, the doctor for, she had just been diagnosed with, um, with, uh, celiac and so late in life, you know, right. Or thinking on that part. Um, and I had just written, done all the nutrition for Elizabeth Hasselbeck's, um, G-free diet. And we were sort of like, it was like the dawning of the era of gluten-free, right. And we were coming out with that part. So I'm like, oh my gosh, we did everything at the house. Like we got everything gluten-free in there. We did everything, whatever. And then I was leaving and I get a call on my cell phone. I remember the Whole Foods that I was in in West Hollywood. And uh, and I was like, yeah, I'm like, uh, she said something like, oh, and I think like we're worried about her bone health. And I said, oh, don't worry. I have the most amazing supplement. I use it with all my patients. It actually has an ingredient called strontium in there. It's so good for bone building. Like let's, you know, we'll get her on that one as well. I'll pick it up and I'll bring it over. So I literally bought it for her, took it back over. I mean, we're talking like VIP service, right? So all that's good, whatever. She was doing great. And I told her to wait two weeks before starting the supplement because I just wanted to see that everything else was going well. So everything's great. She got the supplement in her house. I get a call like two weeks and two days. Maybe it might have been two weeks and like 12 hours. She's like, Ashley, I was doing so great. And she's like, I just had an accident. I pooped everywhere. It's that horrible orange poop, like all this other stuff. Do you know that I did not look at that supplement to see if there was any gluten in the supplement? Like, 
you guys, that's like, and today we would be like, oh my God, you know, and it would be labeled and it's all that stuff. But like, I was so bad. So at that point in time, like there are ways that we can deal with it. You know, it could be like, oh, like I'm going to, I'm going to be like, I don't know what it is. Like you should talk to your doctor or you should, you know, all of these things. And I literally sat down with her and I was like, I like, this is embarrassed. Like, I'm so sorry. I, this, you know, whatever. Um, and we went through it and then I let her doctor know. And I said, you know, I, this is embarrassing. I said, um, you know, I was even thinking, he's like, Ashley, I wouldn't have even ever thought, like, I love this supplement. I wouldn't have ever thought to look for that or whatever. Um, I ended up getting clients from him on supplements so that, the, you know, hey, what supplements do my uh, patients need? And they're going to come to you on that part. Um, and I ended up, you know, continuing to work with her. So the, the point coming back to how does, how do we do this is be you and be the best that you can as a coach. And when you're thinking about how to get, I think it's instead of thinking about how do I get more clients, like spend less energy on the, like thinking about like our marketing or spend the same kind of energy that we invest in our marketing and our time and these programs in investing in how do I be the best coach that I can be like all the time, you know, how can I take this client and help them and how can you know all the stuff we were talking about earlier on that part. Um, so that's number one. And number two is, um, as you were just saying, and it's so true, find what works for you and then blow it up. Like, so I, love, I love jokes. I love to talk. I love to, you know, I'm like, I'm good with this. Like I hated the TV was very hard for me to learn. Cause I hated having to get my hair and makeup and nails done. That was like an abomination. But once I learned people could do that for me, I was like, all right, I can handle this. But I love to talk and share and, and teach that way. Right. I have other people that are just like, never, like, I don't want to do that, but I love to write. And so when you're in that space, then figure out, as you were just saying, like all the different ways that you can do that piece. And the place that you want to realize is I don't love to write. So I love, and if any of you want to write an awesome blog or you want us to promote it and, you know, get that out there. Great. I love doing that because it kills me when I have a list and I'm, somebody's like, oh, we don't have a blog for this week. Right. I'm like, that's not what I like doing. And my blogs probably prove it. Right. So find your, you know, if you're the outside of the Oreo, find the inside, like find the people that, um, you know, are the icing to your cake so that you can share in those responsibilities and make it a win, you know, for, for you to get more people and them to get more people too. Yes, this is gold. You are a fantastic Yay. podcast guest. I'm having so much fun listening to you and um, just your zone of genius and the fact that you're so self-aware is really impressive. Um, I agree with you that sometimes when you're a new coach, it's hard to make the time to do both the marketing and the client work. I'll be, I mean, and I have, and that's why I try to make it as easy as possible for my clients and give them that structure and framework and roadmap and exactly what to focus on for the week to do that for them so that they're not like trying to come up with the ideas on top of having to implement them. And while you can outsource and, and, you know, that's something that I offer too, it's, um, it, a lot of people can't in the beginning. And so they're trying to juggle both hats. And when you're an entrepreneur, you're wearing all the hats. You're the salesperson, you're the coach, you're all of the different things. So the fact that you're saying, first of all, know that what you're good at. And second of all, collab with other people, even if you can't pay them, maybe, maybe you can't outsource or hire a virtual assistant, but maybe you could hire, you could work with and collaborate with a doctor who could do the supplement piece and, and add value for your clients there. And you can be in your zone of genius. And now you have this beautiful partnership where you're both playing off of each other's strengths. And that's so brilliant. Like the more I collaborate with others, the more my business grows, the more fun I'm having in my business, the more I'm getting to focus on the things that I'm really good at. And they're able to focus on on their what they're good at. And that's why I'm trying to on these podcasts this year, really feature people who in the spotlight of who are good at what they do and, and can, you know, be that expert in that one thing. Um, so thank you for sharing the referral, like the collaboration piece, in addition to being really good at what you do. And when you said that being really good at what you do is like your, your thing, your thing, it shows because your confidence is there. And when your confidence is there, you're able to sell and close more. That's the key. I think that people need to take away from this episode is that when you're confident and you like, 
you don't see yourself as selling. You see yourself as like, this program's going to change your life. It's changed so many people's lives. I feel so confident in it. I've worked my booty off to get it off the ground. I've struggled my way to becoming an amazing coach, just like you shared with the gluten-free, <laughs> gluten supplement experience and story. Um, so brilliant, brilliant stuff. Now, when it comes to um, also knowing whether you like writing better or talking better or speaking better or all the things that was really good too. But my question is when you were in LA Hollywood, because I, I feel like everybody goes through a phase where they think LA and Hollywood is super cool in their life. <laughs> I sure did. I lived there after college. I uh, would walk to Abbott Kinney from my apartment. I thought Hollywood was so cool. I interned at Paramount studios at the doctor's TV show. Um, I loved all that kind of stuff. And, um, then I realized when you're there and you're paying all the <laughs> expenses and you also find what your true mission is and stuff, it just doesn't, that kind of stuff doesn't matter to you as much. And so what was that turning point when you were in Hollywood and LA and working with the stars and then you decided, actually, I want to go a different route. Tell me a little bit about that experience. Yeah. And so much. Oh my gosh. We have such a shared, like I lived in Venice. I was on the doctors. I went to college with Travis. Like, I, I mean, we, there's, there's so That's much awesome. overlap in, in all of this. Um, and you know, something you were saying, I think also uh, reminded me of a conversation from last night because there was a health coach, uh, a diet tech, a DTR, a diet technician who came in and said, um, uh, and I was with a naturopath, a colleague of mine said, oh, I'm so glad I found you guys. I've got a patient for you. This woman has cancer, breast cancer, newly diagnosed. She's going through treatment, et cetera. She needs all this stuff. And I'm, and I just, that's like way outside of my scope. And I, I so I said, so first of all, I'm not seeing patients. So, um, my, my, I'm not, I'm not seeing patients, but the naturopath here would be amazing. And the naturopath is nodding her head and she's saying, yes, and this. And then I turned around to, uh, this woman and I said, you know, um, first of all, this woman's going to need a lot of coaching, like a lot of to help her. She's divorced. She's, you know, as I learned, she's uh, doing all of this stuff on her own. I said, but you know, your friend, so it turned out her friend had referred her to this woman, Lori, um, and on that part. And I said, well, I would imagine also too, if her friend cares enough to refer her to you, that her friend is going to want to support her while she's going through this cancer treatment. I said, so have you ever thought about like, instead of it being like a, um, a, a bachelorette party or a bridal shower, um, actually doing a cooking class because you do cooking classes and meal prep and taking the nutrition recommendations from the doctor and doing that with her and her friends. And then you can create a lot of the food and the food could be at her house. And she was like, oh my gosh. And I'm like, and that's a way for you to get like 10 clients and run a class, you know, and that kind of thing. So I think we often will have a limiting thing, especially with our scope of practice to be like, oh, I can't go near supplements. You're right. You can't go near supplements, but it, you can't recommend or you shouldn't prescribe if that's not within your scope. But you certainly can assess them because nobody is asking about that. If you literally like took the front, the pictures front and back of the supplements and had a um, had a document that you update for your client and you share that with the doctor, that's money. That doctor needs to know that. That dietitian needs to know that. So I think there can be a limiting thing too that comes in, you know, with our, with our scope on that part. So that's before I get to Hollywood. All right. Hollywood. I had no plans in going there. I was in New York. I just, I ended up out there. Um, and you know, I think you're in Hollywood for a little bit of time thinking it's all cool and interesting and different. And then I realized the only thing that was really that much different was the weather. Um, and then also that a lot of people there, um, are experientially driven and I'm so work driven. Like I'm like, I want to change lives. Here's my mission. Here's what I'm doing. And a lot of people that I was around were like, I kind of um, work to play, right? Or, or I don't work and I play or, you know, or these kinds of things. But um, so I think for me, some of it was just personally, like, this isn't going to align with like the change I want to create, help create in the world or, you know, feel on that part. But I also, I had the experience of, you know, I had um, a, an agent, I've had a manager, I've had a publicist. Um, I have hired and had so many people make money off of my, my work and my business, um, all wonderful people. However, every big deal that I got, every TV show, um, every, uh, like that I was on and, and hired to be on, book deal, et cetera, all came two times. 
One, not from anyone else. They all came directly to me and they all came when I was on vacation. I'm not even kidding you that. So the lesson that I learned is turn off my phone and go have fun and um, be outside of that part. And that like, and when I'm being me, the stuff that I'm meant to be doing is going to come in and, and on that part. Cause I really do believe that like what I am doing is my mission. Like other, I mean, a goat's milk cleanse. Why, what else, you know, how does this all else play out? And if I was going to be, you know, really good at selling supplements, um, then I should, I would be really good and I could go work for a supplement company and sell supplements, but I want to help people. So I don't even focus on, you know, is my supplement store sell, you know, th those kinds of things. So I think that's really important. The other, I think, misnomer about being in the health part, uh, as a healthcare provider in California and Los Angeles in particular is, um, you know, it can feel very glamorous. Um, I, as I, I am not down for the hair and makeup and all of those things. And I've had some really incredible experiences. Like one of my clients loved basketball even more than I did. And she was a diehard Clippers fan and had courtside seats. And I loved the Clippers. So she'd take me to the games and I was like, okay, like this is the greatest thing in the world. Right. So like those kinds of things are totally awesome. But what I also realized is um, my clients never wanted me to think that I was in their world. And what I meant by that was like being on TV, actually, like if somebody was like, oh, I saw you were on that TV show. Wait, I was on that TV show talking about my movie. Like that's not what we're, they want to know that I am there to understand what's going on in their digestive system or to help their skin or, you know, and, and that part. And so I think, you know, there's a part of the, um, the Hollywood, or even I could just say that sort of like how many followers and how visible and that whole piece that you are, that isn't really going to be the ROI on your business. Like it may be, if you have a gazillion followers, you may get a really good book deal. Um, but where's that book deal going to take you from there forward is still going to have to come back to who are you and what are you doing? And is it really what your, like your internal purpose is? And I, so I think for me, what I ultimately realized is, um, I, my internal purpose is whether you are walking a red carpet or you are um, at home, like wherever you are in the world, I'm trying to help you have access to the tools that you need to make better nutrition choices more often. And then I learned, I, I really love helping healthcare practitioners. So it's like kind of moved even to that. And the reason for that is the more healthcare practitioners that I help, it's my way of scaling. Like I can help millions more people if I'm not work focused on just, you know, having each individual client myself, but instead helping um, practitioners, you know, uh, be able to do their their jobs as well as they can be and should be, you know, on, on that part. Yes, I'm really glad you said that. I'm the exact same way. I started out in 2010 in health wellness coaching. And I realized if I really want to make the world a healthier, happier, more mentally stable place, I want to help the people who are going to be able to help their clients do that and, and on a massive scale and make the world a better place by helping the coaches actually keep their, keep coaching because what, what usually happens is their coaching business is a charity and then they can't sustain it because they have to go work somewhere else. So I want to help them really, you know, get that dialed in. Um, and that to me felt like much greater of a mission and, and also what I feel better at, uh, which is interesting because I always thought I was, really, you know, into health and wellness, but uh, you just, one thing leads to another and you find your path and you are like, oh, this, this is, this is it, <laughs> right? So um, I'm really interested in the, well, I, I like that you said that, well, going back to LA, <laughs> um, it doesn't all, if you're featured somewhere or if you're on a TV show or whatever, Many people think, oh, yeah, and then I've made it. And then the people will pour into me and all of that. But I've actually worked with clients in Los Angeles who are who do market themselves as, you know, I'm a celebrity trainer and they have been featured on things and they have a lot of followers. And yet they didn't have the system set up in their business. They're not making a lot of money. They're not booking a lot of clients. And on the outside, on an eco perspective they're they're in the places they're in the featured things and it doesn't always translate so the the fact that you said you need to look at what's the ROI on this what's my purpose for this um and is it gonna you know is it something that my clients would watch and care about like that's really important because sometimes I'm tempted to and I'm sure maybe you go back to this back and forth I don't know but like sometimes I'll see a PR company or I'll see that somebody else got somewhere featured and I know I could do it like if I just sign up with this PR person who does it and and 
I don't <laughs> because I'm like, but I don't know. Did it matter? And I actually asked one of my mentors who um, was featured in Forbes. And I was like, did that, what did that do for you? Like, did that really move the needle, send you clients? No, she said nothing. I paid for it. I got, got that I could put it on my website. So it is a credibility booster in a way. Cause sometimes people are like, Oh, she was in Forbes. So cool. But um, you know, it depends it, but it, it depends on the industry. It depends on your strategy. Sorry, there's a background noise. Um, but it, it just depends. So would, would you say, tell me a little bit about one story or so about your experience in LA and I'll mute myself really quick. And gosh, what you're saying, I'm going to actually get very personal. Um, I'm going to talk about money because I think one of the things that you need to think about for yourself is um, the difference between being a business or a hobby. Um, I probably would also refer to it as being a business or being a mission. Uh, I never thought I, um, I probably was lucky growing up. It's not like I was crazy wealthy, but I was taken. I was provided for. So I always worked, but I never felt I never had that. Oh, my gosh, I have to pay for my existence right now. Um, and so I was I've been really lucky to go after and do what I feel like driven, you know, to be doing and that and I hustle like, oh, my gosh, to make, you know, um, business and all this stuff. But I never like so I've been in, as a dietitian for 20 years, I think 18 of which I really never thought about the finances of something. Um, and what I realized is in a business, you actually value a business based financials are a part of valuing a business. Um, so, you know, I think one of the things I would echo what you were just saying about your Forbes, uh, your mentor and, and the Forbes space. Um, I did a lot of things because they were part of my mission. And um, I never sat back and said, uh, I'm not. I'm, and I did end up making good money. So I don't want to dismiss that part. But what I also always did was I always wanted to share my information with other people for where they were, where their information was. So I would be, I was a spokesperson for a gazillion different brands, right? And their products and those kinds of things, all things I believed in, got great opportunities. They paid me, but I wasn't focusing on like my name and, and building that reputation. And then on the flip side, I did a ton of TV because TV was a great way. I told you, I like, I like to talk. I like to share the thoughts. I'm like, and here we go. And, you know, we're going to do it that way. But I never was thinking strategically about, Hey, this one TV show. And what about this next TV show? Like, and, and what are we doing on that part? So it wasn't really until about two or three years ago. And ironically, probably until I gave birth to the better nutrition program where I was like, this company's got to make some money or I'm not getting paid. You know, we've got to figure that out that I shifted gears and started to think, especially about ROI with social media. And what I realized is, first of all, I hate it. I hate feeling like I have to post. And when I go on there, seeing people's posts that are so much better. And I used to enjoy social media and now I don't enjoy it. Um, so one of the things that was a huge breakthrough for me was realizing this didn't happen in Los Angeles, but I think it's still relevant, um, was realizing that it, it didn't matter if, um, my name was on the TV show or my, even my website was on the TV show. If I didn't figure out a way for people watching in that micro minute that they were there to connect with me, it didn't matter. The only person that won was ABC News DC or, you know, whatever on that part. So one of the things that I invested in wasn't a big deal was um, having the texting. So I would say like text milk to 44222. Um, and I made up a guide with recipes or now I have all of our guides. So they're already done for you. And I was like, okay, I have these. And every time I do a segment, now I don't even have them put my name or the, um, my website on there. And I just have that lead magnet on there. Or if they forget to put it up there, I'm like, oh my gosh, you guys go to my website. Anybody that emails me today for free, I'm going to give you this guide. Here's the email, you know, Ashley cough <laughs> sounds like that, you know, that kind of thing. And I would go through so they could remember it. And that's how I started bringing in people from an ROI standpoint. So I think you have to, you know, if you're if you're not focused on money, I guess maybe a, the key thread there is know what you're going for. Like, how are you going to define success? Um, and then second, have all of the different pieces that you're working on to be part of how you define uh, success in that way, you know, and make sure that they're laddering to it. Because just being on TV is you spend a ton of time, you know, preparing a segment. Hopefully um, you're going to, you know, have to get your hair and nails. I'll keep coming back to that one. That's a big deal for me. Right. And then the time that you're spending there. And at the end of the day, like they're literally onto the next segment before you've taken off your microphone. So they're not vested in like sharing you or, you know, that piece. 
So I think it's a lot of, um, you know, really honing in on what's the ROI as we were, we were talking about and um, knowing what you want to be, what your business wins are. Yes, it is. It's very interesting because you have to pick which is more important to you. Is it more important to you? And, you know, yes, you can have both. There's people who have both a great PR presence and their their business on the back end is really looking beautiful. <laughs> but what's more important to me, I don't care about externally how many followers I have, how many uh, places I've been featured, all the things. I really care that on the back end of my business, the numbers are looking okay. I have the, you know, my clients are happy. The, the systems are coming into place. So my time is free. Like, that's the kind of stuff that I care about. And you and I both living in the Midwest these days, <laughs> I feel like um, maybe that also states our values a little bit more because moving from California to the Midwest, I'm originally from the Midwest. So it makes sense for me to be here with a lot of my family and friends and stuff. But um, but I did have that little fun times in, in California. But I, I kind of understand what you're saying, like you could, what what matters to you and what ROI is there an ROI and there the TV shows the fact that you had you only had one shot and in a very short period of time you had to grab their attention and grab the leads because otherwise it was going to be a lost cause. I think that the texting thing is brilliant and that's something that I've been looking into and trying to understand and and it's so doable like it's so uh, it's not that expensive and people are on their phones and there's some statistics that are just crazy about text marketing. I read somewhere, but um, so kudos to you for figuring that out and refining your system. And actually I think you have a um, better nutrition guide for our listeners where they can text a number and get that. So I want to make sure that we bring that up. Can you tell us what the number is? Yeah, so you can practice. Um, so just like this, I would say, hey, I want to make sure that we can connect. And this also is one, too, where I was like, hey, maybe I'll know someone. Maybe somebody will watch this that Haley doesn't know because I referred you. Then we can share the emails with her. So like this becomes a really good way from an email marketing standpoint. So um, we also do this at, at events um, and I do it at speaking gigs because there's nothing that I dislike more than taking cards from people um, going home and having to like type in an email with it. And I'm like, no, no, no. I if I if I have you just offer to have you text this, then you'll get my email and you can send me or find out about, you know, whatever it is I was mentioning. So for you all, um, you will get to text the word better nutrition. Uh, it's all, it doesn't matter. It's not case sensitive, but make it one word instead of two words. So the word better nutrition to the number 44222. So 44222. Um, and when you text better nutrition to that, you'll go through the process um, of using a lead, what we call lead magnet. Um, I use lead pages, full disclosure. Uh, and you can do it that way. And then you will get our quick start guide, which is to help you have a conversation conversation with your clients. And it also is a way for you to learn a little bit more about total nutrition assessment and what we're doing. Um, but also it's a way for you to connect with us uh, if you're interested in some support for either on the marketing side of your business, our tools work as lead magnets or for working using them uh, with your individual clients. And Haley, I so wholeheartedly, so I'm from Ohio, like I was born in Michigan, don't tell anyone, but I, I grew up in Columbus, Ohio. I'm from here. I left. I was like, peace out. Never going to see you again. You know, went to New York, went to San Francisco, went to New York, went to LA, went to DC and somehow ended up back here. And I think that the Midwestern, that Midwestern uh, mindset or uh, connection or centering. But the other thing that I think is really interesting is Midwestern is going coastal. Like even on the coast now, I find that that is that attitude, that sense of really what do you value um, is coming through. And if you infuse your business with what you value, you are that's another layer of how people are going to find you and really connect with you. So I think you shouldn't shy from, you know, whatever your values are um, on that part, unless you're trying to impose them on someone else. That's probably not the way to go. So true. Everybody, yeah, you could be in a phase in your life. You could be uh, having your life purpose figured out. You can be completely different. Everybody's values are different. And that's totally cool. And never say never. I might move somewhere warm again. <laughs> so um, I have nothing against that. I always love going to L.A. But anyways, um, the main thing I want to say about the texting thing. So 44222, I love how you presented that. And I um, 
what other thing I want to let the listeners know is if they do want to get any of the tools that we've talked about today or on your website, the Better Nutrition Program, um, they can use coupon code Haley20. That's a capital H-A-I-L-E-Y and then two zero um, to get 20% off. And the last thing I want to mention is you can't, if you don't want to make your own lead magnet or if you want to simplify these things, that's what Ashley is for. And then also on the client side, if you just want to serve them better, that's what Ashley is for. So in the show notes, um, which will be HaleyRowe.com slash client hyphen compliance. We'll call it that. I just have to come up with that on the spot. Client compliance. We will put all of these links in there and Ashley's website and all the different things um, and her lead magnet link as well. So before we go, though, I just want to let you know, I will send you my client. If you ever need people to refer, my clients are amazing. And um, I do any, I, you know, want to get them the hookups. And um, is there anything else? Can you leave us with one? Do you have a funny celeb story or a favorite moment in your dietitian career? That's something Oh, you know, I, I, I do. And I'm chuckling because um, one of the reasons my favorite celebrity, like I just don't reveal my celebrities because um, to me, like that was just always, I mean, I, I think it's weird. Like, it, you know, it's like a HIPAA thing, et cetera. Um, but we do have, uh, yeah, you definitely have those favorite moments. So um, I'm not going to name names, but um, as a child, uh, I was a massive fan of a particular rock and roll band. And um, I used to go and see them on tour for the holidays. I, for Halloween, I would dress up as him. Um, and uh, you don't know, I have curly hair, but I had like crazy curly hair. And so I would, you know, do it all that, et cetera. And I was just obsessed. Um, and so, you know, I never like kind of, you never think of them. It's like your teachers. You never think of them as having like a real life, like having kids or, you know, a, a partner or any of the other stuff, especially in LA, right? And so I remember one day I was driving and um, I was off duty. I even made my friend answer my phone like she was my assistant. I didn't have an assistant for years. And uh, she's like, oh, no, we're, go we're going to Shutters. We're having drinks. Like, she can't get back to you right now. And so she gave me the name of the wife. And I was like, God, I was like, oh, that name sounds really familiar. But who cares? Like, you know, we'll see what happens. Like, if they call me, they call me, whatever. Like, and I was definitely not at a point in my career to be like, whatever, if I get a client, like I should have, you know. Um, and so it was like bothering me the whole time that I was sitting there having a drink. And my friend even said that it like at one point she was like, I'm going to ask her like if she has bad gas or something because she's like moving around and like wasn't really or is there like a hot guy like she's like just like not paying attention. I'm like, I know that name. I feel like that name is like a name that you would know, but it's not like it's not the famous name, you know, that kind of thing. And I was kind of going through it all. Um, and literally like I'm taking a sip of my drink and I spewed it all over and I go, Oh my f bomb f bomb, and I was like, like, do you know who you were just on the phone? You know, and I'm like, oh my gosh, oh, like I'm dying. We get on the phone, like, there, yes, at this point, there's Google. I'm like, yes, that's it, that's his wife. They're asking me to come. I'm like, wait, I like, I was like, that was like, that, uh, and I like couldn't talk, and I was like dying, you know. And you realize at that moment, like. Like, and I, I'm like going through my mind. Then I'm like, how do we, like, what if she doesn't call me? Like, did I just lose my chance to like see this person, you know, and all this other stuff. Um, and so I'm saying, I'm like, we could always call back and be like, oh, well, actually we just wanted to. And then we realized she dialed from an unlisted number. And I was like, I mean, you literally just said, call her back. Like that was my, you know, oh, we're not taking basic, call her back on, you know, whatever. So on Monday I got the call. I end up to go see the client. And I couldn't tell anyone. I was like, because it's HIPAA private. Like, you literally can't. I just, and I called my younger brother and I said, holy, another F-bomb. And I was like, there is a 13-year-old girl right now who is like losing her mind. And I, I mean, literally, and we, he, we were on that. And I was like, and I just need you to know. I was like, and I can't tell anyone else. And I have to. And I was like, and I'm like screaming and, you know, this whole thing. And he's like, all right. And he's like, now, Ash was like, yeah, he's like, now you have to go in there and you might find out that like he has like, you know, IBS with gas, like, you know, or whatever. Like, he's like, you've got to go in and learn like what's going on and help him and help her and all this other stuff. And it was like the best talking to because it was like, okay, like now I got to come down and remember that like, 
I don't care if you're, you know, Republican or Democrat, like, I don't care, you know, if you're a Hollywood, if you're whatever, it's like, at the end of the day, our GI systems just need to be running better. And that's my job. And so I don't really get to care about all of those other things, other than the fact that like, meeting him, meeting her, and they turned out to be so boring. Like they were so nice and like, well, you know, whatever. And got, they, I did get invited to something, so that was fine. It was years later, but I was still like, oh my gosh, it was just one of those. So sometimes our most exciting moments and all of those things are ones in this field too that like we can't really share or like other people, you know, cause it's all of that. So I would just say as somebody who worked in Hollywood for a really long time, like the exact opposite of the story that I would tell you is I used to have, it became a ritual with two of my friends who were like, one's like an Uber celebrity trainer and one's uh, somebody that would cook for other celebrities. Um, and we worked with a lot of the same people. We had a ritual that we would burn the, I think it's the People magazine every January that came out with, that said what our clients were doing. And we're like, we know it's not what they're doing. Like, so before even reading it, we literally would get together when it went, when it came out. I love People magazine, by the way, but we would just burn it because we're just like, this is madness and it's so frustrating us. And their publicist has written something in there about what they're doing. And I'm like, and it's not even, you know, that kind of thing. So we have our wins and we also have those moments where at the end of the day, like, if you really are doing it right, the proof is in the person actually getting better and that's it. And maybe that allows them to do another like gold record and you get to be say like, in some ways I felt like I was a part of that, you know, that kind of thing. But anyway, that's, that's yes. my story to share. Brilliant. That is such Thanks. a good note to leave it on. And I really enjoyed this interview. We might Thanks have so. to have you back sometime. I feel like we didn't even, we're just scratching the surface. <laughs> um, so where can everybody, so everybody can go to, uh, the better nutrition program.com. Is that right? Yeah. And Haley, I just have to say, like, I don't do a lot of Facebook group and other things. I honestly don't know how I was connected to your group. Um, and this is not because I'm here on this pipe. Like, I love the group. So I'm also in there. Like, if you guys just want to chat or, um, but also I'm learning a lot. Like, you have great content and also some really fun guests. So that's been fun for me, but also, um, just the, the, how people are, you know, what they're responding to on that part. Um, so, I just thank you. Like, I, I really thank like you. the group and, um, you know, I'll, I'll keep being in there to play. But yes, of course, you can find our business at the better nutrition program um, dot com. We do have we have a Facebook group. It's totally different than this. You're more than welcome to pop in. I do case studies on Tuesdays um, where I help with, you know, if you're if you have a difficult patient or you're wondering, like, how can I within my scope or any of that stuff? And that's better nutrition program providers, you do have to just request access, but we let anyone who's a uh, practitioner in the larger definition of the term uh, join in there as well. Awesome. Well, we will check that out and list it in the show notes at HaleyRowe.com slash client hyphen compliance. And thank you for being a part of my Facebook group and recommending it. I very much appreciate that. And uh, we will definitely be in touch. And thank you so much for being on the show. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Bye, everyone. Thank you. Bye. You're listening to the Health Coach Nation podcast. My name is Haley Rowe, and I'm a business coach for online health coaches who want to attract their ideal clients, stop feeling defeated by their never-ending to-do list, balance a healthy lifestyle with their growing business, and stop overanalyzing what everybody thinks of them so that they can confidently own their message and online presence. On this podcast, we dive deep into health information you can share with your clients, business strategy tips, and more. Let's get to it.